Hello, and welcome to another episode of I'm on My Period Piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman Sisters. Uh, This week we watched Possession, which I remembered from seeing in high school, and I remembered it Different? Different at the same, at the same time. Uh, Hard to explain, but we'll get into it in a little bit. Uh, Yeah. Before we do, bitch, let's sync up. Please. As is our custom, what have you been up to? Oh my god, thank you for asking. Thank you always for asking. Oh, you're so welcome. Uh, Okay, well, I'm caught up on Mandalorian. Um, (laughs) Amanda Laporian. Amanda Laporian. Okay. Uh, Good program. Great program. Um, (laughs) I've been drinking a lot of kombucha, as always. We love that. Um, You know, it's... (laughs) A lot of fun, a lot of magic in a fermented black tea. It's so good. I'm you having some as we speak. Oh, perfect. My think... favorite, the cayenne cleanse. Oh, I had that today. It's good. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah I did. Uh, Craig and I have been drinking a lot of tea, um, which I would have shoved myself in a locker for. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like maybe six months ago you made a joke about how oh, tea I was gross. Oh, I absolutely did. Because I, uh, and I, if... If the properties were the same and one of them wasn't pure anxiety juice for me, I would mm. choose coffee every time. Right. Uh, the taste of coffee just is better. Yeah. Um, I've been enjoying some teas, though. Do you do, like, herbal teas or do you do yes, caffeine? Yes, I, or- I ordered from this weirdo hippie online. <laughs> you love who, it. Who makes these teas called Psychic Teas with a Z. Oh, of course. Um, one of them was meant to, uh, he said that he made for musicians to... Uh, sort of help mimic MDMA. It's like, it'll make you feel like love and all this stuff. Interesting. I mean, I would say it perked my step up a little bit. Okay, okay. (laughs) But, like, it's called, like, love tea, and one of the few ingredients, apart from, like, cinnamon, clove, parsley, fennel, whatever, was um, Damiana. What is... Oh, yeah, like the liqueur. The liqueur that's... um, What's the fancy word for make you horny? Aphrodisiac. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that bottle's like a big plump woman well yeah i remember we went one time and maybe you and parker were newlyweds but they were like grandchildren like no it was the year you and mom and dad yeah it was some parker and i didn't go that year it was you and mom and dad you know like right after a couple weeks after our wedding so we didn't go oh we brought y'all damiana yeah it was gross i'm sorry about that it wasn't (laughs) your choice and that's okay yeah it's just it's hacky (laughs) (laughs) it's a hack it's a hack joke (laughs) Uh, but yeah, we would drink a lot of tea. Craig will, Craig will go make a little primitive fire outside. And, uh, oh, that's lovely. Yeah, no, we're, uh, I guess we're cottagecore now. <laughs> I, lo- I love that for you. That's exciting. Uh, we, I'm picturing the logo on this tea as like, uh, however bad you imagine you're right. As picturing like papyrus font. God. Like the guy from Ponytails. You no. but close. <laughs> okay. Uh, spiritually, yes. Okay. Which to me, I'm like, great. You know what? It's like, remember that meme of like, we really could use a hug from a woman dressed like this? <laughs> no. Oh, it's like. Is it like the lady from the farmer's market? Yeah. 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 Um, With like so a patchwork, so like. Patchwork skirt. And the. Um, very bad. Cross body bag. Yeah. That hangs like below her hips. Yeah. yeah. I, um, you gotta love that. You do, yeah. You gotta love that. Um, but I watched, as you know, I texted you, um, promising young woman oh my god what did you think okay uh thought it was fantastic you mm, i okay so i knew spoilers spoilers for promising young woman yeah skip ahead a minute or two yeah i knew that bo burnham's character was a bum like i just felt it i should have i gotta tell you and i mean i guess there was room for um uh redemption in alfred molina's character but very grimly yeah i 
I mean, it was a dark movie. I just kind of wish there was a single man that could have been redeemed in that. Right. And there, I guess the the point of the movie was, uh-uh. No, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, her dad was fine. He was fine. the guy that does the voice of Mr. Krabs on... Uh, I did not make that connection. You told me, I but did, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. What a, And what a delight to see Molly Shannon on the big screen. And Jennifer Coolidge playing against type. P- playing, yeah, playing a straight role. Yeah. Playing against type. Ooh, what a way to say that. Yeah. Very off-piste. <laughs> But that that flick had really good music in it. And funny that Stars Are Blind came up because it came up recently as one of Ingrid's very favorite songs. That song's good. It's really good. It just it hits. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to give Paris Hilton anything, but it's not not like she wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. And to say that she sang it is debatable. (laughs) Uh, But she has a skincare line apparently. Newly. Um, okay. That's what everyone's doing these days. J-Lo has one. Everyone's doing emails. That's everyone's doing emails. Everyone's doing skincare. Uh, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to rush to buy that one. No, I'm good. Yeah. I think in Sarah general. Sarah B is doing great for me. Thank you. Sarah B's pretty good, huh? $15, you know? Yeah. Can't beat it. Um, so yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, um, you know, still sitting my ass around. I love that. But I did go for a five mile hike. Good for you. Yeah, that one felt good. Were your, were your haunches sore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I oh, bet yeah. they were. Yeah, oh, yeah, they were. And I didn't even get to treat myself to my weekly root beer. <laughs> oh, no. Why not? My special treat. <laughs> we were just like, we came, we weren't hungry. And we were like, let's just go home. And then we did not factor in, like, we don't want to move. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't have sarsaparilla in the fridge. There was no sarsaparilla. I can't trust myself. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> get real. <laughs> What's your brand? Uh, what, I mean, usually it's like when we do our big post hike meal, I'll do, uh, whatever they have on tap. Oh, okay. But thank you for asking. Dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. Um, I, I do have a fondness for Barks over A&W. Yeah, we always had the Barks at it, home. It's a little, uh, um, sharper. Mm, okay. You know? <laughs> Ooh, tasting notes for root beer. A tasting note from me to you, Peggy Sue. <laughs> do you remember Barks is a little sharper. A&W restaurant in the Woodlands? Yeah, okay. People talk about it like it's a thing that I should have tried. And like, what? I, I always thought it was so weird. No, I, I have friends here who did not grow up in the Woodlands who talk about how A&W is pretty good food. I mean, what? It was right across from where we had Freebirds and Chick-fil-A, so... It wasn't going to happen. It was a no from us girls. Yeah, it's not. So sorry. Sorry, sweetheart. Sorry, don't worry about it, sweetheart. Um, but that's me. How are you? Um, girl, you know I'm doing A-O fine. Uh, I finished uh, Joan Didion's The White Album yeah. last week. That's the first full book I've read this year. You did it. I did it, finally. Uh, just in time for January to end. And then I, I started reading um, uh, The Vanishing Half. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have so many books to read. But this weekend, when we went to Georgetown, I did go with you and mom to Larkin Owl, and I did buy two more. So my list just keeps on. You'll never regret growing. That, you know, they. I started one of them that night, and it's really good. The self care one. Oh yeah, let me know how that. I'm like 35 pages in, is. but when I finish it, I'll pass it on to you. Please. It seems like it's just going to be kind of a fun, easy, come on, goofy, dark humor. Read. Oh, we love goofy. We love goofy. I'm, I enjoy novels. It turns out. Oh, you remember that movie with Amy Sedaris and Paul Rudd, where they not Sedaris, Polar. It was like it's. It was like a um, a send up of rom coms, and they like. Oh, I never they, saw it. Oh, it was pretty funny. They made it was a like, um, and like you like fiction. 
come together or something? They came together. They came together. Which is such a terrible... <laughs> you like fiction? Yeah. It well, was... the funny thing is, like, when Parker and I were, like, newlyweds and whatever, like, would actually be, like, reading alone, like, reading books together in bed, I'd be like, what are you reading? And it was always some, like, nonfiction business bullshit. Uh-huh. And so he, like, never read novels. And I was like, oh, that's so sad. And then he, like, rubbed off on me, and I, like, read nonfiction a lot. But actually, I don't read a lot anything these days. Yeah. <laughs> I read a lot of TikTok is what I do. There you go. Those I have did, captions. They do. And I love the ones that have captions, because then I can turn the volume down. Oh, so the babies can't hear. And so that Parker can't hear when I'm in bed. I'd just be scrolling. She'd be she'd scrolling. Just, she'd just be scrolling. Yeah. But um, Sunday night, I went to meet Fiona and our friend Nicole on the patio at Gloria's at the Domain, which was lovely. Oh, yeah. I haven't been there in ages. I ordered the same tropical salad I've always gotten there. Okay. Every single time, except this time with no chicken. And uh, yeah, it was just nice to like get out of the house and, um, you know, have a bit of a social life. I don't know. I'm just like, I feel like, yeah, same, same as you. I'm a homebody. Yeah. What, because of the pandemic and also what because I'm 34. Yeah. I kind of don't know if this one's going to be reversed for me. Yeah. Um, and honestly, great. You know who makes it's, great company? Me, myself, and I. Same. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I it is nice and peaceful. It's healthy. It's really like, yeah. I mean, um, to a point, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, loneliness is its own uh, epidemic. But <laughs> I mean, really. Right. No, it's, yeah. tr- it's true. Um, Vivek Murthy, I think, was writing a book about that. How do I know that name? Uh, he was the Surgeon General under Obama. Yes. And then when I he followed was him on Twitter. Relieved of that duty under Trump and then is now um, okay. back on it. But yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, has huge ties to health outcomes. But all that to say, it's not the difference between loneliness and solitude. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm loving time with me. Uh, I can hear, I'm hearing so much dead air and it's because we're different people now. <laughs> like, we're just vibing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean you're hearing dead air? Uh, I mean, like, usually we're, like, talking over each other about, like, everything we've done, but oh, we're no. not doing anything. No, dude. I mean, hey, like, you don't gotta. You don't gotta. I did you know do something what? exciting last you night. You don't gotta. While watching this movie what? is I did a baby foot facial. Okay, so you buried the lead. <laughs> so I gotta wait, like, the next five or six days until my foot starts molting. Oh, that is gonna be a treat, and I will want photos of that. It's so yucky. Yeah. It is really I would yucky. I like subscribe to that. You know, people on TikTok were like, there was, like, a while where the, um, the song was, like, the, that was going around was the accountant. Nobody asks you questions yeah. when you say you're an accountant. And people would use it a lot for, like, I started an OnlyFans or whatever. Sure, sure. But, like, one thing that fascinates me on the internet, it's so gross, but, like, is, like, foot fetishists. Like, I love when women are, like, men are disgusting, but, I mean, they can't identify me by, based on my feet. And I can make money by selling pictures of my disgusting feet, so. You know, it's that's one of those things where I'm, like, I don't understand it remotely. No. Um, but even if I did, I would be over here like, I don't understand that, you know, like, yeah. because of uh, the implications. Right. So there's no way you can trust someone when they say they don't get right. it. Right. Because I'm an accountant. Right. But that's, um, I guess that's a fetish that really doesn't hurt anybody at all. Yeah. I mean, not to my knowledge. I don't know how it, how, how it would there's necessarily. There's probably a CD. Yeah. As there is to anything. I think things get like, people like say gross, un, uncalled oh, for things. but if it's not hurting me, who cares? Ugh, it's not hurting anyone, who cares? I don't know. 
what if it's not hurting anyone who cares if someone said something like really yucky to me I would. oh to you of yeah. course yeah it's, yeah it's your own personal boundary but like right. if other people are cool with that I don't right care. yeah 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 um, anyways but yeah no i mean go get your money go get your coins girl no, but i just every time i look at my feet i'm like i have the most disgusting there's feet. a market for that and I there bet. are people <laughs> oh you were thinking about your own <laughs> yes i was like okay see it didn't occur to me that you were contextualizing this no you, you being I, your no, girl I boss was like your i have phone. absolutely disgusting feet but i'm like <laughs> i'm over here like who cares who cares just do it no <laughs> uh, i would do that though i would do that and i don't care if mom and dad listen to this episode your girl your daughter is good at making money so chop that down <laughs> it's too bad you have the prettiest feet in the family everyone says so oh my i have the biggest i my my husband like we he we were looking for hiking boots Mm -hmm. for me like we went we tried to go to the container store and it was a no-go because everyone thought they were going to become wonderful it's like the last week of december so i couldn't even park there because everyone just decided i gotta get i gotta get jump start on my organization i can't knock them for it but i was like some of us have been trying this for a while (laughs) and so while we're there like we figured we'd go to um, nordstrom rack and like look for hiking boots for me there's REI right there. Yeah, we should have done that, but we were looking for budget, girl. Oh, okay, well, I was like, I just don't think I didn't of, realize at the time that I would be hiking every single weekend. I don't but, think of Nordstrom Rack as a place to get athletic wear, but... Yeah, Craig got hiking boots from there. All right. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So, um, we walked in, and, like, it, I've been with this man for 10 years. Yeah. It did, like... And I think he's heard me say that I have a size 10 shoe, but, like... <sighs> thought that the sizing was like men's and that was like middle middle ground dunking area and so like we were walking past every other <laughs> shoe rack and he was like wait 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 it was like dawning on him how big my feet are and he was like is it like this and I was like, is it, it is like this 11 is like the biggest you'll find 11 is the biggest yeah. and he was like I don't remember if it was like him or another friend who was like, well, that must make it easier for you to find shoes. And I'm like, no, no in it fact, doesn't. it doesn't. Cause there's lots of us. There's a lot of us. Yeah. It's anyway, man, that's the situation. We all have our own foot struggles. We do. It's, Yours is size and mine is everything else. I don't think of your feet as, I guess I don't look at them. They are covered in calluses. My, 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 it is foul. I, Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. With you got, you gotta do what you gotta do. Hence um, the baby foot. I think I have a splinter in mine, and I don't know how to get it out. So I think it's just part of the system now. It's just, it just lives there. She just, uh, we have a new tenant in our bloodstream, girls. <laughs> Make room. Um, okay, possession. Possession. So, I guess maybe I wasn't actively listening when you told me that you loved this movie in high school. Because if I did know that, then perhaps I could have, like, <laughs> put myself back when I remember your general aesthetic leanings then. I, like, want to backpedal and be like, I didn't love it. I just rented it a couple of times. But, like, I think I probably did really like this movie a lot in high school. Yeah. I mean, there's no explanation for things. I rented History Boys, like, three times in high school. The whole I time think, being like, bitch, I'm horrified, but go off. Part of it is the aesthetic of Gwyneth's whole thing. You love her. I do love her, and the look in this movie is right. Yeah, and you know what? It's I, all a crew and camel. I think that... Um, it's light academia, as the TikTok kids say. I think that it's it's good and right to claim you're going to love. I do. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. But like, I know she's a minister to society, but with her Yona Yeggs and her pseudoscience and what have you, but Debatably. Boy. I will say that uh, there are other business aspects there that I've had personal experience with that are interesting. But... Hmm. Um, 
at a previous company. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where it was a little tricky. Yeah. But anyway, um, I think she's just living. I think so, <laughs> too, most man. Part. Who cares? She, okay, so this film, Possession, we, you, you might even be wondering, like, Girls, this isn't a period piece. It's half a period piece. It's a light spotty period. Yeah. And Lindsay and I, when we architected this podcast, if you can believe that planning went into this. It was like a moderate spotty period. Moderate spotty period. They were going backwards further than, you know, 10, 20 years. But we planned for this kind of movie when we came up with this idea. Spotty, yeah. The spotty one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have... er, most of it takes place, half of it takes place in 2002, London. 2000, because it's the centennial of that guy. The, the museum says 900 to 2000. So, in fact, the movie came out in 2002. Okay. Okay, it's an so extremely light period. And spotty. And spotty. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Come on, technicalities. Okay, so this is coming out in 2002. This movie took place pre-9-11. <laughs> Oh, in they did do that. I mean, not that 9-11 it didn't matters. Really it's in London, in. but... Yeah, and thank God that they didn't. Okay, so Aaron Eckhart... Uh, he of the dimpled chin. Yeah, I forget that it's so dimpled. I mean, you could, you I feel could like, like it, store things in there. You definitely could. Like oh. like a grain silo. <laughs> you just put a snack in there for later. He, um, for being blonde... Is, is attractive. He's an well, attractive adult male blonde. <laughs> oh, that sounds so hateful. <laughs> we just don't generally get into adult male blondes. Sure, you know? but you know what? Actually, Nicole had me chart out every one of my crushes uh-huh. from like the first one I can remember to just to find to, a commonality. To marriage. No, she just like you know she went on that journey and was like I would like to hear from you and I plotted it out and I was like it's all over the place girls it actually is all over the place yeah. and there are some blondes in there really there are some blondes um the main thing that I can gather is that up to um Craig mm-hmm. they were all men that were quite a bit dumber than me oh, okay. <laughs> um, and uh really ain't shit <laughs> That's that's a lot of men. It's a lot of men. Yeah. There was a, my ninth grade crush, um, great taste in music, but I just like let him cheat off my uh, Spanish homework, <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't know anything. <laughs> God, my ninth and tenth grade crush is gay. Uh huh. Wow. Um, so dreamy though. Sure. Still, just the mo- he's really he's still beautiful. Um. Uh. And then my tenth through like eleventh, I did date a blonde. You dated a blonde. I dated a Your blonde. first boyfriend was a blonde. My first boyfriend was blonde. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. So, but I was, all this, I don't even know what this, this next sentence I'm about to say means, but I was about to say for him being a blonde, he sure is manly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not fair. And that's not right. Like, I know, but. <laughs> no, he is like, it, he does have a very hyper-masculine face. It's extremely hyper-masculine. Yeah. Like, I, he's never registered anything for me sexually until this movie where I was like, Pretty cute. No, I think he's cute. I, he does. It's the same thing though, where it's like, like your what, uh, Thor's, where it's like objectively mm. that is an attractive person. Yeah. It's not doing anything for me, sure. but objectively, sure. Well, they have him rocking the absolute cute boy costume of the day. Oh, the like the ribbed sweaters and the, the yes, the sweaters were cute. Um, and then like you know how to have like corduroy, yeah, messenger bag, yeah. Um, okay, so he is a scholar. He's like a, a peon scholar. Yes, and he's studying the poet laureate of uh, Queen Victoria's mm-hmm. time. 
our uh, Lord Arthur Ashe. I mean, not Thomas Arthur Ashe. Ash. <laughs> I was about not to call Arthur Ashe, Ash too. Like not it's Thomas Ashe, right? Yeah, well, if only we could look it up. Uh, yeah. Um, so when he's checking this, like, book out from the library... Um, the London Library, as he says. Yeah, right. Like, Famously. <laughs> is uh, that a thing, even? This guy was like, oh, an American. Uh, yeah, we have a few of you. And then Aaron Eckhart replies with um, a quote that I think the screenwriter thought was very quippy, but in fact is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. He's like, well, you are one of our favorite colonies. Girl, they're not the colony. I mean, like, the whole concept is pretty wackadoo. But Randolph like, Ash, my bad. Randolph Ash. But, like, that... That joke didn't make sense to me. No, it's so stupid. So then he sits his little ass down, <laughs> starts flipping through the book, and this was what I thought was another artless choice. <laughs> uh, They're showing that he's been flipping for a while, and rather than employing the uh, classic choice of, like, the, you know, he's sitting in front of a window that could show the passage of time through, like, the sun going down, <laughs> they just do, like, three consecutive dissolve transitions <laughs> of him flipping through it. So we like, don't have time. <laughs> like we're on a tight filming schedule um, what about this did not tell you tight schedule short budget everything about it told me that so meanwhile Gwyneth you're introduced to her and her like on again off again boyfriend what was his name Fergus Fergus, Fergus, Fergus no I will tell you the budget was 25 million the box office was 14.8 it Ooh. lost 10.2 million I hate to see a movie get ratioed like that <laughs> Um, so Gwyneth, of course, will be in any movie if you tell her she can be British. That is uh, uh-huh. the precondition of her signing up for these things. I think her British accent is more nasal than her actual voice. Yeah, why does she do that? I don't know. Why does she insist on this? I don't know. This is like, the, prob- is this the same year as Sliding Doors? <laughs> probably. And Sliding it was like, Doors rules. It was like not long after um, Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, she was on, on Fuego in terms of playing the same character. And she really, like, lived her London fantasy, too. She, like, moved over there, married she, Chris Martin. I was like, say, She God married bless. a whole-ass cold player. <laughs> um, okay, so this, we meet one of the, the um, collectors of, I don't know, curios around this time. Letters from letters, this, this guy, of Randall letters. Ash. Yes, and then we also <clears throat> meet a man who introduced himself as Hildebrand Ash, man of leisure. Ugh. <sighs> I thought that was a, but a hell of a way to... The fact to, that his name was Ash, yeah. and it doesn't... They could have chosen any last name, because he's not related, unless that's like this, a... This movie... Unless that's Chekhov's gun that never goes off. <laughs> it's, it's Chekhov's, uh, uh, like... Nerf gun. Yeah. I was trying to, <laughs> trying to remember the word for guns that don't go pew, but, um, <laughs> you know... We can't always remember things. Um, okay, so there's so many characters that actually just don't need to exist in this movie. Uh, somewhere along the way... Um, okay, so A.A. Ron goes back to his job. Yeah. And he's like, this bullshit job. He, he like, okay, found, so he he found some letters, letters in this science textbook. That, and and this, he's like, these are by Randolph Ash, and I can't believe nobody's found them before. And he's like a little escondolo because he's like, this indicates that this poet who we thought had a wonderful marriage might have had an affair wow and he says like real shakespeare kind of thing which is confusing to me because it's like baby they all have affairs that's the thing that's funny to me there was a person read two books there's somebody that i've followed on tiktok too who's like a historian and they're like the idea 
that at any point in human history, there has been this like perfectly chaste society where everybody mm-hmm. is perfectly faithful in their marriages. Not even the Victorians, who we always think of are, as so prudish. Mm-hmm. Honey, they were getting theirs left, right, and centre. Yeah. So, of course, like, you now, know. I don't know. I mean, the, the idea of the idealized past is like such an so interesting stupid. pathology to me. Yeah. Um, and really limiting. Yeah. Like what truly. A, what a bummer if you always think that you're born at the wrong time. Um, so, okay. He hates his jo- He finds this thing. He's like, this is big. He steals it. He realizes he probably shouldn't have done that. And he tells the professor he works for, he's got a lead. And the he, professor's like, I'll look into it. Yeah. In the meantime, why don't you figure out how many jars of gooseberry jam his wife made that year? Fergus, no. <laughs> I know. I love that we get Fergus and gooseberry jam <laughs> in this movie. So what Lindsay and I are referencing is... <laughs> the Catherine Tate the show. The Catherine Tate show. <laughs> Just look up Catherine Tate Fergus. <laughs> the gooseberry way, and the, cinnamon the, yogurt. Cool spring cinnamon yogurt. The like guttural way she says, Fergus, no. <laughs> oh, it stays with me. Oh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> so he steals this and he's like, he goes and tells his, I guess his like landlord at the time. Turned, yeah. His like playboy friend. Tom Hollander. Who are we going to have to play a playboy? Um, gotta be Tom Hollander. Always gotta be Tom Hollander. A little disappointing that I'm kind of attracted to him. No, we movie. love Tom Hollander, like, frankly. Like, I didn't expect that. He's cute basically in every movie except for in Pride and Prejudice where he's disgusting. Boiled That's, potatoes uh, he, except he, for a vegetable. He made quite an impression in, in being so... What is in my bag? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, your mask. Well, yeah, no, I was, something's poking me. Okay. Okay. So, that's cute. Um, anyway, um, he's like, you shouldn't have done that. Um, you're going to get sued out the ass for doing that. Anyway, I don't remember how he gets linked up to Gwyneth, but he... Oh, because uh, Fergus, he, he thinks... He's, like, looking at uh, Ash's wife's diary, I think, about Mm -hmm. how he, Ash went to a dinner party and who else was there. Like, I couldn't go because I was kind of sick that night. And so he was like, hey, can someone tell me about who is the best person to talk to about Christabel Lamott? And Fergus, who's, like, his colleague. Rival. Is, like, slash rival. is like, you should go talk to Maude Bailey, Mm -hmm. just Gwyneth's character. She's, like, the Christabel Lamott scholar. So he goes to talk to her, and Maud and Fergus have apparently had, like, an on-and-off dalliance, but it's, like, one-sided. Like, Fergus right. is kind of an asshole about her, and she's kind of like, what did Fergus say about me? It felt very like that thing you do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shame on me for kissing with my I also have to type. say that Gwyneth's character, they don't outright say that she's moneyed, but she has designer clothes mm-hmm. while working in... Academia. academia right and they talk about her like family being related to Christabel Lamott um like she's like her great niece or something third time third three times removed and um hmm. there's a comment that she makes later when he says something about how he's a what is it I'm on a whatever scholarship or whatever and they go I don't know what that means and she goes he's on the dole and I was like ah. oh yeah ah. she's a lever She's a what? A leaver. She would have voted leave on Brexit. She's a oh, conservative. Probably not. <laughs> not the character. He's on the dole. Like, looking oh. down on him for being, like, on government Interesting. stipend. It was, like, a very snotty thing to say. Like, a rich bitch thing to say. Interesting. Anyways. I could, I, yeah. Wow. I guess we would have to fast forward her 20 years and really get... Start pressing on that question. Yucky. Anyway, so um, she's like, no, 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 no. There's no way that these two had an affair. Christabel Lamott, my great, 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 great aunt. 
She's like, she was in lesbians. She, yeah, she was a lesbian. <laughs> this is, ugh, man. And then this is where things start to get a little tricky. Because I really can't tell if the movie wants us to root for um, Ash and Lamont and their relationship. Like, I kept thinking, like, oh, there's going to be a twist and we're going to have to misunderstood this entire thing. And then that twist never really came. I simply never did root for them. I mean, it's like... I want Jennifer Ill to be happy and like right. I'll support whatever choice she needs to make to be happy. Right. And that's really where it begins and ends because that woman has the kindest smile she I've does. ever seen. She has such a sweet face. She's like such a like angelic face. She really does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, she and Colin Firth were together for such a long time and oh what god. a gorgeous Can you couple. The, just the soft smiles they gave each other. Uh, oh, so pleasant. Like, so, like such a gentle relationship. <laughs> I feel like they're wearing a warm sweater. I know. I want them both to come hug me. Oh, I love um, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the the Ash is Jeremy Northam, and who co-starred with Gwyneth in um, Emma a few years oh, before this. That. And then, uh, what's his face? I think I was, oh, never mind. I was going to say, I think other people were, there's like a lot of cross-pollination in British movies, you know. Anyways, so um, I thought Tom Hollander had been in something else with one of them, but I don't think that's right. Um, anyways, so... Uh, Lena Headey is, uh, playing Christabel's lover. She has the, um, uh, what is the word? I'm like, what is the actress's name? You know, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh, Natasha Leone. She has Natasha Leone, um, syndrome. Yes. Like gay baiting. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. she keeps getting cast in queer roles because she was yeah. in, um... Is she not even bisexual? I don't know. Actually, you know what? I'm making some wild assumptions here, aren't I? But she plays Blanche Glover, and, um, I mean, she's, all I see is that she's, like, had male partners. Tiny glasses. Uh, tiniest glasses. Just the like smallest little, glasses little you could imagine. And she's a painter. Um, she's from Bermuda. <laughs> a word um this style of painting she's like kind of like a pre-raphaelite style like romantic oh she better victorian painter and she's painting all these portraits of her lady love christabel as mm-hmm. like a medieval maiden which i honestly <laughs> i kind of love that whole thing like the death of lady gawain or whatever no what is it the you know that painting no yes it's, um, i do know the one you're talking about ophelia yes that ophelia, ophelia painting is great um Anyway, so as Christabel is sitting for portraits, she keeps getting letters from Randolph Ashe. They had met at a dinner party, which that's the thing that sent um, Aaron Eckhart's character down this, like, rabbit hole. Which, again, I just don't... I I mean, maybe I don't know what I don't know about academia, but, like, um, is that groundbreaking? No, and so, basically, they act like this is all, like, groundbreaking information, and they're, like, following these breadcrumbs, and this is, like, going to crack this whole thing wide open, and it's, like... This is one of those things where, like, if this happened in real life, there may be, like, a CNN headline, like, below the second fold that's, like, scholars believe they have found a connection between these two obscure Victorian writers. I don't even think that would be the case. It would be kind of like, you know how every 15 years there's, like... DNA scientists believe they have identified the actual Jack the Ripper. And it's like, okay. All right. But maybe less interesting than that, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, but these, in the world of this movie, these are like the most high stake things you could possibly mm-hmm. imagine. So anyways, Maude and Roland, all that to say, follow all these breadcrumbs. They go to like... Oh, his name is Roland. I keep forgetting yeah. that. They go yeah. to Christabel's family home and like find letters like hidden under 
Dolly. She's like, support, Dolly, support. She's like quoting her great, great, great aunt's poems. And she's like, Dolly's silent sympathies. Hmm, sympathy. Uh, no, 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 no. Not like, not like sympathy. Like, like a support. Oh, it's underneath the dollies. And like, oh my God. Oh my God. It's so. You compared this to National Treasure. To I did. which I had to. <clears throat> you to, said National Treasure is better. National Treasure has some points. It's got the same kind of thing though, where yeah. it's like people ch- like chasing clues and like whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, ultimately it's just so empty like in the end what they discover is that yeah these two had an affair um Lena they went Haiti a- left her and then they went away to york for a month suicide yes. yeah yeah and then um the the real shit that they really uncover was like what happened to christabel after they spent uh she and randolph spent a month in yorkshire together she like disappeared for a while and it's like well some people think she went to France for a year and it's like girl did you hear yourself like people even in the 60s would be like oh yeah she went away for a year and then she came back right that's what people did when they were pregnant sweetheart right so, yeah so anyways it turns out Christabel had a baby it's a boy and she and Bob had a baby it's a boy no it's actually a girl and um and but she never she like gives the baby to her sister to raise and she's just kind of there like theoretically as like a maiden aunt like watching over her mm-hmm. um but not particularly even close to her own biological daughter daughter and she's like she writes a letter to randolph before he dies like to be like fyi you have a daughter i feel like you should know that mm-hmm. and at the very end of the movie they're like he did know because he went by that farmhouse and he saw a little girl and he was, which I'm like, that's tortured. And it, right. also he tells her like, tell your aunt that a poet came to see her. And she's like, I'll try to remember. And I'm like, well, then why don't you just go say hi? Like, right. That little girl's not going to remember shit. Also, like if nobody suspected anything a hundred years later, you guys probably could have been a little bit more carefree about seeing each other. Yeah. People assumed Christabel was a lesbian. It's probably okay probably for you guys could have to hang. banked on that assumption like, for a while. It was just um Well, and there's also like a brief moment in the movie where like the scholars like Roland and Maud think that perhaps Christabel killed her own kid or something. Yes. Um, yeah. But it there turns out when she was like, You've made a killer of me, it was like uh, Because because uh, her, her lover yeah. committed suicide. Anyway, that whole thing, like the uh, history part, of, and also at some point, Roland and Maude like stop a, a grave from being robbed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that felt extremely rushed. That whole Fergus and the American guy are like trying to rob a grave. Well, and they decide to have this like rendezvous, like within his boss's office, being like, Psh, "Here's how we're going. That's the plan." But that was so rushed and so, like, low stakes, and it was very, the like... The pacing of this film is something interesting. It was very, like, I would have gotten away with it if it hadn't been for you It felt very kids. Scooby-Doo, didn't it? And then <laughs> also... You know what's crazy? What? This is based on a novel that won the Booker Prize. Yeah, that does not shock me. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, there was probably... When I think of the Booker Prize now, I'm like, ah, what miserable tome won it this year? Right. How? What's the body count in well, that one? So what I think happened... So apparently, after this book came out, it was, like, kicked around Hollywood and, like, had different directors attached to it. Like, Gillian Armstrong, who did The Old Little Women 
was at one point attached to it and then she was like no never mind and so this guy took it and like made extremely drastic changes to the story apparently oh no and like edited earlier drafts of the screenplay and um who do you think could do it now this movie? Yeah, they tried it. They simply shouldn't. I just maybe they shouldn't. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I, I should read the book, because it, it if won it won the, the Booker, Booker Prize, I'm goodness. like, it might have been pretty good. I don't know. But this, I just feel like, was... It's like, you remember the, how, how miserably the goldfinch failed? Oh, man, I loved that book. But yeah, you know the movie... Though, I watched the movie, and it, it wasn't as bad as everyone okay. said it would be. And I do think it was well cast. Do you think it was maybe a situation of, like, the book being so beloved and then... Yeah. Like, nothing that anybody could have done would yeah, have been... Yeah, I do. It also feels like not a movie, but like a miniseries. There's, like, too many yeah. things that Oh, happen. you know what? Actually, um, I think that... Uh, Luca Guadagnino, so he did the We Are Who We Are series recently. Yeah. I think he could have applied a lot of the like his um aesthetic aesthetic to that and succeeded pretty well. Yeah. Um apparently so the author of the possession novel, A. S. Byatt, she's from Yorkshire, which I guess is maybe why she cast sure. it. But she was named um the one of the fifty greatest British writers since nineteen forty five in two thousand eight. My goodness! By the Times, like damn. Okay, what else has she even written? Like a <laughs> lot, don't... a lot of things. Wow. This this movie too. Uh, okay, we even talked about like the the sort of um, strange romantic frisson between these two, yeah. and that like their chemistry was not there for me, sweetheart. It kind of wasn't there, and well, because they both look like golden retrievers and they look too much alike they look they look it like, looked like it's a like, calvin it's, klein ad it's kissing cousins in there <laughs> but they um there's also this weird thing with roland being like i'm off women you got nothing to worry about here he says it a few times yeah like to establish like don't worry i'm not looking for anything i'm, not, I'm just not gonna date women and he never really like, explains why I think famously like the the most attractive trait a man can have is absolute sexual disinterest in me <laughs> playing hard to get like, yeah come on. you little minx <laughs> it's so wild uh, and there's a lot of like uh oh you americans like banter thrown around and i'm like is that's not a thing i, I feel like generally like british people oh, and yeah. american people are pretty chill is n- neither of us have like gorgeously rich cultures <laughs> right i'm sorry but no right uh oh goodness okay the like they they talk about Ash being traditional and conservative and Lamott being a free-thinking bisexual. Maybe that just didn't read very much in the movie. Yeah, the, the free-thinking of it all. Um, oh, Ray Fiennes was going to be in this, but then they replaced him with Jeremy Jer- Northam. Ray Fiennes would have been better. I like Jeremy Northam, too, though. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, he's really good at a smolder. I guess I'll give him that. He looks like Mandy Patinkin in his uh, Wikipedia oh, photo. Good for him. It's one of the best things Especially. you can look like. That's the best thing you can do. Shorty. Shorty. That's the best thing you can do. Um, yeah. The, okay, so I do want to discuss the costuming a little bit. Because, oh, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I think some substance would be welcome on this episode. Um, the, the, like, I think Victorian silhouettes are kind of pretty. Like, that kind of, like, big bell skirt. you love a big fat ass. I do love a fat ass. <laughs> and a skinny waist. Um, no, like, in Little Women a few weeks ago, you know, it was around this time period mid like it was like 1860s and um the costumes like looked much more 
natural. And I guess part of that is like the, the March family is not wealthy and the U.S. is in the middle of the Civil War. But like Christabel is like a poet living in what they call shared solitude, which lesbian relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm unless she's like the beneficiary of extreme family wealth. Why is she wearing all these like heavy silks? Like everything you see her in, I'm like, that looks like it belongs at an opera and not walking through the streets. It's oh, like that's interesting. Heavy, heavy. I sort of assumed she was from wealth, but there still wouldn't. You still yeah, wouldn't I guess be walking that, around. They did say that family home was hers, right. and that was beautiful. But like when she goes to meet him at the market, it's like not just the like ball gown skirt, which I, in her case it was like an exaggerated. I guess that's kind of like it's giving me evening too. It's not just like she had some petticoats. It was like fully big. And then she was wearing this, like, huge cloak thing with, like, a huge hood. And I hated it. I just simply hated it. Thank God that you noticed that. Because I really was only thinking about, like, the 2002 costumes. Oh, yeah. Which was something, too. Also, something about interior decor in 2002. We were using a lot of red. Between moments, I think. It was really... It was... That that era was, like... So ugly. we've been through an ordeal. (laughs) Perhaps we should reach into the past. Yeah. Grandma's cupboard. <laughs> and that will be our aesthetic for a while. Shabby Chic was like the queen of the time. Yeah. It, but this was like red. Just like bright ass yeah. red. No, I remember I don't know her. if that was like, this reads as fresh and modern. It's kind of like, you were trading spaces. Like Vern used to use a lot of red. <laughs> and it was like, very, everybody loved Vern. Like they were like, if you get Vern, that's like the best of the best. Because he was like of the moment. Yeah, it was like clean and lines I, and lots of red. Look at Vern's <laughs> shit now. I'm like, yo. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's still very 2002. It, yeah, it is. I don't know about you, but I'm it feeling 2002. You do. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, I uh, feel like a fool because I remember thinking this was like such a beautiful movie. Like, oh, it's just like moving back and forth in time, and it's like two parallel. Well, you've probably seen like six movies at that point in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 16, yeah. so like, what the hell did I know? No, I know. I mean, look. Uh, but the funny thing is, like, I wasn't all wrong. Like, Elizabeth was my favorite movie at that time. Yeah. And bitch, that movie is still pretty. No, that... Please. It, uh, I'm it not, was the vibes. I'm not, I can't say that I was, like, offended by this film either. <laughs> it was just kind of stupid. It's like, it was just no plot, stupid. just vibes. It was, um, oh, what was that other movie? Um, Alex and... Oh, God. I think it was... Like, Alex and Emma? Is that what it was? The Kate Hudson mm-hmm, mm-hmm. time time jumping movie? Was that, and wasn't... Wait. Was Hugh Jackman in it too? Hold on. I, I do remember. Because there were two yes. movies that came around yes. at the same time. No, Alex and Emma, the one that I'm thinking of is... Um, oh, shoot. What's this? Luke Wilson. What was the Luke Wilson one? It was Luke Wilson and Kate Hudson. And they he's like a writer and he's trying to write a book. It's kind of like music and lyrics with uh, Drew Barrymore, mm-hmm. but poor. Mm-hmm. But okay, very bad. That was the music movie. and lyrics is fun as hell. <laughs> that, um, that had good music in it. Yeah. Um, Alex and Emma, she's like helping him write a book that's set in the 20s or something. And so they keep going back to like the 20s. And But there was another one with Hugh Jackman. Hmm. Look up Hugh Jackman. Let me know if you need me to spell his name. <laughs> Huge Ackman. Yeah. It's so tempting to do that every time. Does it have Kate Hudson in it too? Uh, maybe. But it was from, it was somewhere between 
Are you talking about Kate and Leopold? That's exactly what I'm thinking. Which I love. Okay, that was also like so stupid. Yeah, I bet it's so stupid now, but at the time I was like, this is cute. It was Meg Ryan and him. Okay, what? Yeah, but what happened? (laughs) He's like a ghost or something. Okay, classic. (laughs) I think he was involved in the architecture of the Brooklyn Bridge and like somehow falls from it and then lands in like 2003 or something. (laughs) 2001. Um, Leave Schreiber in it. What didn't get greenlit? <laughs> like, <laughs> they said, bitch, whatever. They were like, in the eight, we were living in a post-Pluto Nash era. <laughs> like, let's just, <laughs> let's get out there and have some fun. Just make it happen. I don't know. Mix shit up. Um, yeah, Kate and Leopold, man. I haven't thought about that movie in ages. Uh, I remember seeing it in theaters. That There was a trailer where he, like, he, like, shows up in the modern era, but, like, dressed as he was back then. And she goes, and you must be Sergeant Pepper? And everybody was like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And I was like, at the time, didn't know what that joke was because I was I was not familiar you with the You had heard, like, three songs. <laughs> yeah. I heard, like, three songs. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, I hate when that shit happens. Like, I remember as, <laughs> as a kid when, like, something got a big laugh and I would be like, <laughs> damn it, I don't know that reference. I hate being stupid. <laughs> After, like, when I taught middle school, it was so funny to hear eighth graders, like, describe, like, I don't know, some random bullshit that just came out, like, three weeks ago is their favorite movie, and it's like, girl. Oh, and they do that all the time, <laughs> they do. don't they? It's just, like, whatever just came out, they're like, you know what is my favorite movie? Um, oh, I think it's so cute, though. <laughs> it's kind of cute. It's but like, it, y'all better have an opinion. But it's like, this movie is disposable. You don't understand that yet, but oh, it is. You're going to... Not think about this for 15 years, and then someday someone will bring it up, and you'll be like, "I really loved that when I was 13." And you go yeah. back and watch it again, and be like, "What the hell?" I think if you'd asked me 13 what my favorite book was, it would have been a biography of Kurt Cobain. Oh no, at 13? <laughs> yeah, I really loved. It. You know, and like Craig and I have been watching a lot of 90s music videos while mm-hmm. we cook. Mm-hmm. Um, That's re- great. Real Gen X hours over here. I love here. that. Um, it, like it's in the algorithm. Of course, is like okay, we know what you like, and they keep playing like. Uh, the same REM video, Shiny Happy People. That's a good video. I don't know that I know that song. Oh, it has um, the girl from the B-52s, who sounds like this. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's a good song. The B-52s, B-52s <laughs> annoy me so much. People don't like them, and um, <laughs> I get it. Reason. Uh, but anyway, a lot of Pixies videos, but I had like a yen to watch some uh, Nirvana videos. Not a yen. I had a yen. Uh, you know, the children have forgotten, but Kurt Cobain was hot for no reason. Like, yeah, he, he was beautiful. He could have, like, succeeded perfectly fine not being a cute boy. But yeah. he was pretty cute. He was really pretty. Yeah. yeah. He had those blue eyes. Eddie Vedder, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I have an idea for what we should watch next week. I'd love to hear it. I think we should watch The Dig. What's Netflix. the dig? Um, it's uh, it combines uh, archaeology. Oh, we love that. And, um, oh, you did mention this. It's mm-hmm. got Ray Fiennes. Speak yes. of him. And there was someone Carrie else. Carrie Mulligan. There we go. Lily James. Oh, and Johnny Flynn. Yeah, that's okay. what it was. Johnny Flynn. Okay. Um, Nicole said it was good. Okay. We love that and easily accessible. Oh, God, because it's on Netflix, it says gross revenue $693. <laughs> Oh, okay. No. Uh. <laughs> Wait, how did I figure that? Out? I have no idea, but it's really funny to see it in the three digits. Oh my god, I would love to know what the equation is for oh, that. That is funny to me. Six hundred ninety-three dollars. Okay, interesting. So it's it's archaeology 
but the, it's set in 1939. Mm-hmm. It's in Suffolk. So uh, just back-to-back movies about academia. This is our third in a row. <laughs> what was the one before this one? Ammonite. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Ammonite was... Uh, was that, that wasn't last week, was it? I think so. Damn. Time is a flat circle these days. Honestly, like, it's not even worth considering as a concept anymore. Uh, you know, apparently, uh, uh, on IndieWire, they say Carrie Mulligan and Rafe Fiennes crackle in quiet drama about okay, the stubbornness of history. Okay, I would love to see if those two crackle. I, I love Carrie Mulligan. I also love Lily James and whatever she's up to. <laughs> like, her whole thing. Oh, her Dominic West thing. Her messy 2020. I was happy for her. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> The older I get. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's cute. I'm like, I think she's going to land on her feet someday. I hope. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the meantime, she probably had a really good time. <laughs> like, God bless. Who cares? Hi. Okay. Well, I'm into this. Let's let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, anything else you want to say about Pulse at Sealed? Uh, if you watched it, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. But in another sense, maybe you had fun. It definitely felt... Maybe the real possessions were the memories we made along I the way. I told you, with the, I was telling Parker last night, maybe, or maybe I can't remember if it was you, but I was like, it's funny that this movie, the beats are exactly as I remember them. Yeah. It's the quality that changed in my... It's crazy, right? And yeah. did we ever find out why it be called Possession? <laughs> no idea, because that's the name of the novel, but no clue. Ungoogleable. When you search highly possession on like the Apple TV, it's like, do you want any of these movies about demon possession? <laughs> Like, no. Demonios are more popular than academia. I'm looking for the one about Victorian poets. You know what I thought about? And maybe this is a little bit behind the scenes, uh, how how the sausage gets made Mm -hmm. on these. Mm -hmm. But I thought of, I don't know if this is anything for for a title. Oh, yeah. I'd love to hear it. But I was thinking of that part in 30 Rock where they're like, we're not the worst people. Graduate students are the worst. That's a great title. And with that. Is this anything? (laughs) We're going to bid you adieu. Y'all have a great week. Bye. Bye.